Welcome to the very first episode of Pod Pod Plus. This is a sneak preview of our weekly Wednesday show of the Point of Difference AFL Fantasy Podcast that, following this episode, will be available exclusively to Pod Pod Plus members. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming part of the Pod Squad and joining Pod Pod Plus. I'll be joined every Wednesday by five-time top 100 finisher and the number three hat winner in 2018, the Statesman, to talk all things AFL fantasy with a major focus on answering your questions in more detail than is possible on that jam-packed Monday episode, which, by the way, is staying exactly the way it is. The Monday episode remains the same. This one is available for subscribers, though, so join that pod squad, but- Hey, Statesman, what is this again? It's the Pod Pod Plus. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to... Pod Pod Plus, our very first episode, Statesman. Very glad to have you on board. I've already done your intro. Uh, how are you, mate? I'm very well. I'm the best plus one there possibly could be, Dossie. Perfect, perfect. And uh, it's always good to have a podcast sort of that midweek. We get to learn a bit more about what's going on during the week. But um, we're very excited to launch this platform as a way to just get more content out there and and really glad to have you on board, Statesman, as well. You've been um, just in limbo a bit with the Draft Doctors finishing up for a bit. So, it's really good to have you on a platform um, on a podcast platform and talking about classic, which you've obviously had some significant success in the past with. Yeah, absolutely enjoyed. It's uh, one of my real passions in life. It's a, a great game. It's challenging. It frustrates us. Uh, I think we've felt that over the past six weeks with the amount of injuries. But we're actually talking about the level of injuries uh, the other day. And I think it's actually probably important to know, we'll wait till the data comes, whether there's actually increase of injuries or there's just an increase of injuries to players that we want in our fantasy teams. But look, it's a, it's a challenging game, but look, it's great fun. Um, I'm a great believer in game theory. I'm a great believer in strategy. Um, and it's when we stray from that, when we find ourselves in a bit of trouble. But uh, we all have our stories of woe and we all have our great surprises. Uh, and one day, all those boys of yours are going to click Dossie and you're going to take <laughs> out the title. Yes, well, I'm, I'm still waiting for that day and I think it might still be a little ways away. But I have enjoyed uh, speaking to you over the years and, and certainly gaining some insight into your thoughts. And I think I do overall think my, my game has has improved a little bit, Statesman, over the time. I still just have those little bits ingrained in me that I still need to get out of my game, but it's it's very handy having you on board. But just just an, a bit of info on this Pod Pod Plus. So, what we're going to do is this will be every Wednesday. You're going to get one weekly bonus episode if for subscribers to this um, in season, and then we're going to aim to do one monthly bonus episode in the off-season. Now, that might not include old Stato here. That might be uh, with other guests, whatever, but that's still to be determined. And you get a private Facebook group invite, and so we'll answer those podcast questions, become priority for, for members of the pod squad, and we'll read out your name on the on the Monday podcast for everyone to hear as well. So, it's going to be $5 a month, and you can subscribe 
to PodPod Plus via the Keeper League website, um, or just there'll be a link in the description on this episode. But we'll start off the podcast, Dado, and just some new developments through the week heading into round seven that's trickled in since the Monday show. So things that have happened since then. And we heard today that Riley Collier Dawkins for Richmond, we've been hearing his name quite a lot, 170K rookie. He's been around for a few years, just waiting for that debut. And it's finally come and at a pretty good time for fantasy coaches. Absolutely. And third-year breakout player. That's how long we've been waiting for him. Um, (laughs) And we've all seen, uh, I think it was 2019 finals highlights when he was playing in the VFL and um, really dominated in the grand final. Um, Yeah, really going to be a quality player. My my issue with the Richmond Footy Club is they've got a few out at the moment. Prestia, obviously Martin, uh, Caddy's not getting a game currently. He might be in this week, but there's a few just on that fringe. And we've also had Will Martin, I think, who's debuted uh, already this year. So there's quite a few players sort of around that mark. So... um, like I really believe in that after round one, I like to get that eye test done. Um, so it's great he's playing Friday night and he plays the, the next game Friday night. So I'll get to see him first game and see if he's selected uh, for his second game with an eye test. But uh, there's a couple of really key things here. Uh, he's a midfielder, 170 so he's still going to be cheap second week. It's the second week if they're playing well that you get the big price rise. Uh, but he's also round 13, which we're all struggling to get the, the amount of round 13 players. So that's another key bonus here for him. Yeah, and uh, I guess with Dusty coming back, though, next week, you know, job security is certainly not the greatest. But I, I like that thinking, especially um, after having gone through Rantel oh, myself last week, thin. the experience of getting him in. Um, it's pretty obvious that now I just want to really get an eye test. But I'm also you not ruling it out. Some, yeah, you, but you don't want to bring someone in and then then be a ret dot for the rest of the season. Ends up being a wasted trade. Yeah. Uh, This one, Caleb Poulter as well for Collingwood. Now, this is probably going to make Finlay McRae and Jay Rantel owners very nervous here, Uh, him being named for his debut as well this week. Um, Now, I'm just going to read directly from uh, Keeper League K's uh, did a little tweet here, so I didn't have to do any of the work, but I'll just read out his, his, his quote on his Twitter here. Another good South Australian youngster talking about Poulter, complete with the mullet, debuts this weekend. Uh, third highest averaging player in the Sample under-18s last year behind, guess who? Tommy Powell and Luke Edwards, who's also a highly touted rookie, with 105 points per game for Caleb Poulter. So, um, he started well in the VFL this year as well, according to Kays, averaging 86 points per game in his two matches. So, He's a bit more expensive, though, he is statesman. And is he someone, especially after what happened with um, Rantel last week? I mean, Rantel had 100 in, in the VFL and then came out and got a 20. So, is he a guy you just also need the eye test on, especially at 40K extra than Colin yeah, Dawkins? Any, any newbies, I go the eye test first. And 
The important thing here for, for the owners of the two boys that have come in the last couple of weeks at Collingwood, there's already three players named to come into that Collingwood side. So there's three coming out. And I bet you there's some very nervous owners right now. And this is what I mean about that eye test. So those that have gone Rantel because it's 170, I reckon he's one of those coming out. Yeah, it's brutal, and I'm one of those men. Uh, but yes, the, one of the players you talk about is Dagoe. He's, uh, think he's going to be playing in round seven. Is the word at the moment, and uh, that's good for people that held him. Uh, hopefully, he gives you some return. I'm one that jumped off, but you know, versing uh, North and Gold Coast, you'd hope that Dagoe does provide some return for people that held strong. Um, another couple to play for GWS. Um, we haven't heard if he's actually going to be named yet, but Whitfield, Jesse Hogan's definitely playing, but Lockie Whitfield is in line to return. Do you reckon that's just straight into AFL as well, uh, Stato? Yeah, look, I'm unsure, but he's one of those players. Do you really want him playing in the VFL? We can help you actually get nah. another win yeah. and just manage maybe his game time a little bit. I'm really interested to see. There you go. His break-even is 120. So. <laughs> My recommendations, when you're looking at uh, 820k investment, we do not know which role he's going to play, although we all admit this guy's a gun. We don't know whether he's struggling for match fitness, although we know he's got a good tank. But with that price tag and with that break even, I would suggest if you really, really want him, you should still do the eye test to see the role. You have see to. how he's tracking. Yep, because he's not going to jump fifty grand like Darcy Parish. No, and you've got a guy like Sidebottom, a hundred thousand dollars cheaper, um, that you know played well last week. You could, and he's got a nice draw coming up. You've got Zebel, forty thousand dollars cheaper, that you know what he's been doing. So, yeah, it's 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 got, hard. You've but got Jake we, Lloyd, seventy grand cheaper. Yeah, we do know uh, that one time he returned though from a serious injury and he dropped the one ninety. If you do remember that, people were worried to get on then too. So, Oof. hey, Dos, this is why Lockie Whitfield and I don't like each other. <laughs> yeah, I, I told you Monday's pod about me watching him at uh, Blacktown, and yep. then. Uh, then I obviously removed him. He was my captain coming injured. Saw his break even was high. I thought, no, no, he's weight. There's no way he's getting 184 because that was his break even <laughs> and pumped out 190. I said, hold on, the last time I owned you, you got yep. 36 with a C on. Yep, terrible, terrible. But uh, an absolute fantasy jet when he's up and about. So I'm hoping he's in my team at some point. It'll be interesting as well for people that jumped on Lockie Ash, even people jumping on Lockie Ash this week, what effect he has on Ash and also what effect he has on Josh Kelly's role because uh, Leon Cameron has come out and said, you know, he's going to pro- possibly play that high half forward wing role, which we know uh, Josh Kelly has been playing so far. So does that push Kelly more into that midfield. What does it do to Kelly? Does he just stay there and Lockie Whitfield's alongside him also destroyed in the fantasy arena? It's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out. But that's yeah. why we need that eye test, I think, um, there. But Lockie Ash owners probably just watch his scoring over the coming weeks and see how that is affected. Right now, though, you'd you'd be safe until otherwise, until you know otherwise. Um, Jordan Ridley's back and Shannon Hearn in line to play if he gets through training as well. Uh, are they both targets for you in a couple of weeks? I think they've both got incredibly high break-evens um, having gone out, but 
they're both looking like pretty solid options in our back lines. Uh, obviously, Ridley for me uh, more than Hearn, but you know, a couple of weeks' time, they're both going to be very juicily priced. Yeah, riddle me this, Doss. Um, I- I'm thinking it's the two-week target for riddles. Um, let him lose a bit of cash and then let him break even with the break-even so you know he's going to make it and then you've got yourself a bargain. So the owners would have been spewing with a 15 um, and obviously then having the week off. Uh, but he is a keeper by the, the start of the season form and he had a really good average before the 15 without having a bonus from Collingwood. And that's a key there. So yeah. he didn't get the junk from the games. The others have got inflated Look what Heppel did. Ridley would have gone 150 as well. He just would have yeah. had a huge game. He would have had a huge one, but he's a quality player. Great breakout last year and first five, sorry, first four rounds showed that he's uh, potentially one of the top six and you can get him in a bargain. And the other good thing, he's a round 13 buy player. That's pretty big. All right. Now, before we get on to the stack of questions that we've got, we're going to get through all of them. Um, have your thoughts on a few players at all changed throughout the week? I really want to get your thoughts now that you've had a few days to digest. Let's just talk about the biggest name in fantasy that this week on every platform, Jack Zebel. Has anything changed in, in your thought process on him, whether you're keen, whether you're not, or any just your general thoughts on Zebel? Have they changed? I've checked under the bed every morning I've woken up just to see if there's an axe there. Um, I actually, it's it's funny. There's a lot of talk. Uh, I'm seeing a, a lot of great stuff on Twitter, on Twitter with him as the bull, um, uh, the Z bull, yeah. uh, and um, so I've had a little giggle about that. But the interesting part was that I'm I'm looking at the data a little bit closer. So he scored really extremely well in three games and okay in the others. Yeah. Um, Now, two of those games uh, were without Aaron Hall. Yep. Or at least without Aaron Hall for three quarters. Yeah. So the 140 and the 170 were without Aaron Hall. He's coming back this week. So I've got that little cautious thing in the back of my brain. Because he, about he the loves, he about loves the getting role. the cheapies too. He's he just he loves taking the kick-ins as well, sneaking a few of those. He loves getting those cheap ones that Zebel's also getting. Um, I'm by no means. I'm kind of just. I'm such a fence sitter when it comes to Zebel because I'm the biggest hater. So I'm not even going to touch <laughs> I'm him. The with, biggest hater. I'm not touching him with a ten foot pole. Um, I've got. We've gone this far without having him, and I don't want a bar of him. Um. But then again, I reckon he's my Lockie Whitfield for you. Every time I own him, he does trash. And every time I don't have him, he goes 180. So, um, I think for people knowing that I don't, I'm not going to bring him in, it's probably a great time for you to bring him in because he's probably going to go for another 150 and uh, burn me yet again. Old Jack Zebel, my arch nemesis. So, that's my thoughts. Yeah, Um, I just- I just can't get the 800K for him. Yeah. If he'd done this and like in other formats, he was really cheap to start with and he'd just gone to 450K, I'll be jumping on like everyone else. Yeah. The, fu- the best but thing about this- 800K. 
Louis was devastated he wasn't on the pod this week just because he had some hot fire takes about Zebel, and I reckon he was going the complete other way of just don't get him at all. Don't touch him. And he, he didn't really want to expand on those takes because he was actually going to record a segment for this podcast doing that exact take, and I was going to get your takes on on his take. But he, he, reneged, he reneged his offer because he then Ooh. said- I'm actually bringing I'm him, in. him in. I'm bringing him in. Oh! So he's completely. Oh, oh, he's, he's done a sideshow, Bob. We. I really have to get his thoughts on that next week. He might even do a tweet or something. Please, Louis, give us a please explain on, can, on the. Can Twitter's we not Curtis. call him Stato Junior? Because I don't flip flop <laughs> like that. I'm not Mayor Quimby, and sideshow Bob's not taking the Mickey out of me because I'm not a flip flopper. All right, it's time to get to the questions. On to all the questions that we've got flying through for the Pod Pod Plus debut, and you can find us at Pod Pod AFL on Twitter. So once we get this up and running, we'll be prioritising the questions for the Pod Squad, and we're going to have a private Facebook group set up for that. You can actually follow us now on Facebook. Just find Point of Difference Podcast uh, AFL Fantasy there. Uh, we're also on Instagram, which I'm just trying to get up and up and about. I think we've got zero followers on there, Statesman. So that's that's going very nicely. Um, anyway, <laughs> on to the questions though, and people really liked something from. We did some live streams last year, you and I, Statesman, and people liked enjoyed the Statesman stamp of approval. So that's that's if if their trade is the best of the best that the Statesman can actually give his stamp for. You can provide your your stamp of approval. We've got to get some sound effects for this eventually. But on this one, you can just say, yes, that's my stamp of approval, okay? That's Stato's stamp. Now, we'll say with a stamp because we'll get a lot of questions that talk about all different options. An options question is never going to give a stamp because they're asking no. for advice. If they come with this conviction and say, can I have Stato's stamp on this trade, bing, bing, to Dossie Boy and bang bang to the even better Stato, then that's when they get the option. That's when you get the stamp. option for a stamp. But that's not to say don't get your questions in as well. We, we love to answer questions just as normal as well. But yes, if you do want that stamp of approval, you're going to have to give the exact trade that you are making. But let's get and, into and the questions. And I will say, I will say, even Stato doesn't 100% get his trades right. Now, last week, Finn McRae and Tom Mitchell came in. Reasonably good trades, one would say. Reasonably good. But my whole thought process originally was to bring Dev Robinson in and our boy Darcy Parrish. Yeah, wowee. <laughs> 99 points, 100K the difference between the two, and Tom Mitchell's 10K cheaper, so I could have gone Dunkley to Mitchell and it would have um, helped my structure and also would have given me great cash. That wasn't a bad trade, so don't get me wrong, because I'm solid on Tom Mitchell, will be there at the end, but not every time you get it 100% right. And you would have given yourself the stamp for that, of course, because you are the standard. So that would have been a stampable uh, trade that, that failed. But anyway, Stephen Summers, this one from Stormy Boy 76 Goulden to Collier Dawkins. And Tracy to Grundy and benching Flynn. So that is that is a potential stamp because he's just done the flat out trade. It's Goulden to Collier Dawkins and Tracy to Grundy. Sado. Now, firstly, we'll talk through this one. Um, 
Goulden is maxed. He's, he's got a break-even of 77, if I'm, if I'm not correct. So trading out someone that's uh, a rookie that's maxed the price is perfect. I think he, from memory, he's just under the 500K mark. I think he's 495 from memory. I'm just quickly looking it up. He's 495. Jeez, I'm not too bad with the memory. Uh, and 77 break even. And bringing him down to RCD. Now, although I got to go the eye test, I understand the value of that extra bit of cash. He is a third-year player. We know he plays good football, and we know at least one or two weeks probably in him here and possibly further if he does well. So I'll go, that's okay. That's a moneymaker trade. I'm assuming that RCD is playing on ground. There is a risk with that. Uh, and they have got the Western Bulldogs, so it's not a good initiation for him. Now, Tracy de Grundy, wow. You oh, just yeah. say that takes the risk away. Now, I do pose a question here, Dossie Boy. Okay. Before I offer a stamp, because I'm very close to this one, I'm close to a stamp. You have to earn your stamp. You have to earn you it. You do. So my challenge is here that if Flynn is selected, is he changing his philosophy to take the extra cash from Flynn? And when does it become too much cash on the bench? So we're talking 394K is Flynn. So I'm going through this very similar argument in my brain this week, whether it's Tracy to Grundy or whether, if not selected, Flynn to Grundy. So you can understand if you go Flynn to Grundy, and I'm assuming he's already got Max Gorn, you've got the two big dogs. Your rucks are settled. There's panic stations round 14 when they've both got a buy, but <laughs> your rucks are settled. So without any injuries, you're not copping a donut there. And, yes, the, the real issue here is Tracy going to get another game. We probably think not, but they might just back him in. And if he does and pulls out a good one, he's going to make you money. So that is my query with it. But on theory, bloated rookie down to low-price rookie, rookie who's not scoring for us down to one of the best five players in the competition, that's a stamp. He's got the stamp. Perfect. Okay, Stato, we'll get to our next question. And this one comes from Jack James. He wants to know, now this is a longer question, Dunkley and Dusty to Trelaw and Titch or Fife or Walsh. So I think he's trying to weigh up who to go here. So he's going Dunkley and Dusty to Trelaw and one of these three. It's Titch, Fife or Walsh. Now he's got his own reasoning here. Walsh a gun but tough run coming. Titch underwhelming but is a pig and has a great run coming up. Fife mid clock is back. Um, now, he's ranked 5,000 looking to make a move and he's torn. He wants your help. Cheers. Hashtag, it's the pod pod. He's got in there as well, Statesman. It's the pod pod. <laughs> uh, I will make this easy for him. He's moving on Dunkley and Dusty. They're two forwards and who are normally two uh, forwards that would be considered in the top six. So he's already bringing in Trelaw, so that's good replacement, good buy structure there. So two round 13 buy players out, you bring at least one in. The other I would go for, 
Uh, Titch is a really good pick, I agree. Walsh has been incredible, but he's probably one you should have started with because he was an underpriced potential. Uh, unsure if he makes it to the top eight. I, th- I think he's more the sort of 10 to 15. So he's really good to hold in your team for the time being. Um, Fife's the one, and Fife's the one because he's the cheapest out of that group. He's also got forward status. He's underpriced premium as a forward. You've got to go him. So Trelaw's underpriced. Pick him. Uh, Fife's underpriced as a forward. So should be from Dunkley to Dusty to Trelaw and Fife. Very nice. I like the explanation there. And, and I do think about if Fife kicks straight, some of those fantasy scores would be off the charts. So to kick one goal, 12. I, I was <laughs> sitting there when I'm listening to that and I added up the extra fantasy points and then averaged it out over the six rounds and went, ooh. Yeah. Just a couple couple straighter kicks there, Fifey, and he'll be a, a genuine gun. Uh, yeah, I like your I like your reasoning. I'm I'm a big fan of Walsh, so I mean I've got him, so it's a bit easier for me. And and paying up now, it, I understand what you're saying. It would it would hurt a little bit more, especially the cash that you could do saving on Fife. Loved that explanation. This one from Odin York. I still have Jordan Clark after having to deal with other carnage. Provided he is a green dot, do I just hold and hope he comes good? Yeah, it depends on what's going on with your team. You've got a heap of red dots. So I heard Warney talk about his team and he just scraped through the 22 this round and still flogged me by 80-odd points. But <laughs> um, And here I am with 29 green dots. Um, that will pay off in the end. Um, but I, I would think if you've got challenging red dots and he's there with a green dot, you keep him for the time being. He hasn't worked out. But you just don't know here. He's he's one that when he goes 120 in round uh, 17, how many people are going to be on Twitter going, I started with that bugger? Um, but it's the role, it's the opportunity. Uh, if he's green dot, stick with him for the time being, fix your other issues, um, but never hesitate when it's right to move him up. This one from Dr. Jacob Thomas, Sarong and Dev Rob in and on field or so that's bringing in Caleb Sarong I guess um, with the injury situation to Chera Sarong got a little bit of a bump there I, th- I think his time on ground for me is still a bit scary but he pumped out a, a big 140 who, who did he play yeah it was north wasn't it <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 the the Z Bulls team. Uh, I'll finish the question though. Sarong and Devrob in and on the field, or Trelaw and Riley Collier Dawkins in and on the field as well. So these are both playing those rookies on the field. Yeah, I think I'm definitely leaning the Trelaw RCD, but the Sarong one does have upside. If if we know what Sarong did at the end of last year, granted, there's a lot of ifs, buts, and candies and nuts. We'd all have a Merry Christmas, Stato, with Sarong scores because of the time on ground factor, but we do know that he's got scoring punch when he's given a chance. I'll ask you the question. Uh, percentage chance of Trelaw being in the top eight midfielders from now to the end? Yeah, pretty high, pretty high. Pretty high. And Sarong? Pretty low. Chera's back in two weeks? Yep. So th- there's your answer. So Dev Rob's uh, cost you uh, an extra 140K, 145K. Yeah, right. yep. um, uh, I, so I wouldn't go there when you're splitting the two. Um, it's a little bit risky with RCD, but I until Lockie Neal got injured, I did not like Dev Rob's job security. 
Um, so there, there's still a risk um, with his job security, but he's played well in two of his three games. Um, if he gets a better role, which I question whether it happens, because if um, Reese Matheson comes in yeah. or Jared Berry comes in, he might be stuck Defrock on that. was good. Sort of half forward and, and you know what's you know, know what's different for me. This is one time where I kind of um, where Supercoach gives us a little bit of a helping hand. He's he had like a ninety five in Supercoach Dev Rob, and he got around a seventy mid seventies in AFL Fantasy, but. I was looking at someone like um, this. Is just a comparison of uh, Jai Farah or Farah. I think it's Farah. Um, he got like a fifty in Supercoach, and I just like looking sometimes at the final say. Looking at these guys, and I genuinely do think I also looked at say pressure acts. I just happened to look. It's it's something that I like to see for job security. And now that Lockie Neal's out, especially so Dev Rob led led Brisbane for pressure acts. I think I know what you're going to say here. So did Paddy Dow in round one, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so um, he scored poorly in one game, Dev Rob. Who was that against us? Tough opponent, wasn't it? Doggies? Yeah, Western Bulldogs, yeah. 43. He scored well in two other games. Have a guess who they were. The two other games? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Don't worry about looking it up. It was Collingwood. Ah, okay. Darcy Parrish got 150 against Collingwood. So that was the 90-odd he got? Yep, that was the 93, and Carlton was the other. And, I mean, they're rudderless now that Paddy Dow's out of the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing, I think the, the upside there would definitely be the centre bounces we just have to see. But you can't you can't miss out, though. That's the problem. And I'm sort of yeah. – I'm, I'm He's got bit- Port Adelaide this – he's got Port Adelaide this week. Yeah. So think more of a score between the 43 and the 75. Yeah. I guess you're just weighing up though, Does that make and sense? you're just going with the keeper in Trelaw versus the Sarong. That's a that's a wild card, isn't it? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I, and I'm obviously saying the decision there is getting RCD allows him to get Trelaw. So that's the basis of that theory. So when you do that, that's why you go the keeper. Otherwise. You don't want to waste two trades. This one from Subdub. Lockie Jones to Farah slash DevRob and Goulden to Bolton, Parish or Keys. Now, I guess you've just got to assess which one of those you like best. So, Lockie Jones to Farah or DevRob, Stato? Which just goes through the Farah v yeah, DevRob. Yeah, they're both I'm, similar I'm prices. struggling with that. They're um, very similar. I, I, I like Farah this Collingwood. week. Collingwood. Defenders against Collingwood. Yeah. But I'm going Dev Rob because of the buy structure. So it would mean that my forward line consists of six round 12 players. That's not a good move. Um, so I'm copying a little bit of point points because Dev Rob's got Port Adelaide. I'm copying less points to get the structure I right. I think even though we've heard Jai Farah that Stu Jew's been happy with his performances and he, you know, I think he had the quote a couple of weeks ago in his first game. It was a career-defining game. Yep. Halfway through his first game, he said, this is, you know, this is your moment. You've, you've come good um, and you've found your spot in the back line. Dev Rob, to me, he just seems like he's got that pure job security now with Lockie Neal out. And, and Chris Fagan actually said as well, in, I think it was either after the game or the next day, that he was very happy with his performance and he played his role. Against Colton, yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, okay, choose. Yep. Who are you going? You're going Farah. Uh, well, it depends on his buy structure. I can't. 
I can't. I, I wanted it all week. I, let's I ignore. You, let's I ignore buy g- structure for one second. Just I know that's a thing, but let's ignore it for a second. Which plaid would you prefer if the, if buy structure is not an issue for this week? Farah. All right, Farah. For this very week, similar Farrah. break evens. Very similar everything. He's gone Farah. So that's Lockie Jones to Farah and Goulden for sub dub to Shea Bolton, Darcy Parish, or Ben Keys. I'm not allowed to talk about buys. No. Nah. No. Uh, okay. Um, probably in that order, um, although if he went parish last week, it would have ticked in the box big time. Uh, Bolton's just turned the corner and is going to get some more mid-time. So he's going to be a bit of the guy. So you saw Dusty sort of get hurt and then Bolts has gone mad. So you would suggest, uh, unless we see, uh, and RCD is an interesting one, but you would, you would suggest that Bolt's in line to get more mid, and we've seen him go a bit burko in the mid previously. He's dropped down in price. I'm pretty he's sure. He's 598K. Sure. He's averaging 106 in his last three, is Shea Bolton. There you go. There you go. So he's number one. Parrish is averaging 110 over his last three, but that includes uh, Collingwood 150. Collingwood are easy to score against for midfielders and defenders. Big time. Big time right now. All right. Um, so that's where I'll go. Uh, the man who we'll never, ever talk about in this pod pod um, because he cannot be mentioned because he's mentioned too much in our, um, uh, our brother podcast um, obviously had a massive game, performing really well, but he's probably outpriced himself, to be honest. Yep, Benny Keys. Uh, and I'll be interested. Yeah, he's not to be mentioned. Okay, sorry. I don't understand the question. I will not answer All right, this it. one from Anthony uh, Stato. Double downgraded last week, so Dunks and Lockie Jones to side bottom and Jake Alloyd. He wants the stamp. Cheers, lads, from Anthony. Okay, double downgraded last week. <coughs> so Dunks, Dunks and Lockie Jones and to Lock- side bottom and Alloyd. Alloyd. Um, yeah, that's a stamp. Yeah, that's a nice trade. Um, yes, two two top sixes. Bang, whack. This one from Quags or Quags. Dunkley and Hunter. That, so that's the St Kilda Hunter um, for Gorn and a sub two hundred k rookie. Popping Flynn on the bench, or so this is an or question, or Dunkley and Flynn oh. for Gorn and Robertson. So that's essentially he's bringing in Gorn regardless for Dunkley. Does he trade Hunter for an under two hundred k rookie? This is the conundrum a fair few people are facing, I reckon. Or are you bringing in a yeah, Robertson? So that's that's the situation of do you want to pay up the three hundred k for a job security rookie, or do we bring in one of these sub two hundred k rookies? Okay, this is an interesting one because I don't reckon Hunter sees the light of day again. Yeah. Do you reckon that's fair? Oh, absolutely, especially um, so with both, um, Ryder both coming back, back. Um, Marshall looking yeah, healthy. Um, so that's a little bit different than the situation we've got with our little Frio boy who might just be given another game in the next couple of Makey. weeks. So yep. they want to develop him. Where I just don't see where Hunter gets a shot at it. Um, and I could be wrong. So my thoughts here, um, there, there may be some options for you. Sub 200, there's a couple floating around that might be worthwhile and RCD's one of those. 
Um, yeah, look, it's a tough one. How, where would you go with this one, mate? Yeah, I think I'm sort of in a pretty similar situation, to be honest. And Well, I'm in the, basically the exact same situation, except I'm bringing in Grundy over um, Gorn because I've got Gorn. And mm. I've been tending to lead towards Robertson, but that was prior to today when guy like RCD is named. Um, and I think I'm still leaning towards Robertson or Farah. So, I'm going the 300K this week and doing exactly what you said, get the eye test in. Next week, bring in one of those cheaper rookies. The only exception I'd probably say, which I have considered, is the Port Adelaide rookie, Frederick. I'd sort of consider if you can do some DPP there because he's under 200K. He's got a nice break even and he might have a few games job security. So, that's what I'm, I'm thinking about. But I even think personally- I can wait a week on him and he's still going to be cheap enough for me to bring in next week. So, that's my thinking. But um, If Flynn plays, do you bring in Gorn this week? Um, well, well, he's bringing in Gorn regardless by the sounds of things. And I just think even if – I think holding Flynn, even if he doesn't play this week, he's going to play again and still make you cash. So, if there is a way you can keep Flynn for another few weeks, I don't have an issue with that if, you know my- – my, my drama is how much money is too much money on the bench. And I remember at the end of 2018, I looked how much money was on my bench and I almost had uh, basically a tier three player as emergency. So if you're talking this year, like having a Darcy Parish on my emergency in the midfield, and I went, <laughs> did I end up making too much cash this year and spent more across the whole spread of the team rather than make sure my 18 were just killers. Yeah. I think um, oh. it helped me make me competitive. So when things happen, I always had a backup to go to. Yeah. Um, on I have line. gone through so this I all week. And to go. I've gone through this all week. And for me, um, right now, it's still sitting with Robertson, bringing in Robertson over the underhunt. Under under 200k rookie and doing the Flynn um, dump even early, the early Flynn dump. So, yeah. I have gone that way as well. Um, I, I do have that. So, we're going to know. I'm pretty sure St Kilda play early. So, you're going to know what their selection is. So, St Kilda play on Saturday afternoon. So, you know what they're doing. And I think we already know that it's going to be Ryder and um, um, who's the other? Marshall. Ruckman. Marshall, of course. So they're going to they're going to both be in. So Hunter's not going to be in the frame. You're also going to understand where Flynn's at. I I just think with Flynn, if he plays this week, I don't think he's playing the following week. Yeah, and he's made his bulk cash. It's not going to hurt you going slightly early on that one. Um, yeah, and what what I'm saying, if he plays, take the coin for one more week and then upgrade. Yes. Um, the, the Grundy one is – I'm getting a little bit more confused because I reckon Grundy's the number one scorer this week, so potentially the number one scorer. So he's captain option number one. Yeah. And I go, well, bugger that. Sometimes you just got to go, he stays there forever. Do it now. I've got the coin because of Dunkley. Do it now. Yeah. My- Who, who's who's um, – so Gorn's got Goldstein. Um, I still think he's going to do well, and it is North Melbourne, so he could probably roam around wherever he wants. So. I saw someone yeah. on Twitter um, making the point uh, Zeb was just going to be banging it down the line, and guess who's going to be sitting under him? I can't. Sorry, yeah. apologies <laughs> to whoever tweeted so that out. Gone I can't to remember who it was. 
Gorn to Zeebul. Yeah. Zeebul to Gorn. Uh, I think with that one, Quags, I'm going, um, I'd be dumping Flynn and getting Robertson for the job security. And obviously, you're going Gorn. So, yeah, bring that one in. Mark. And and maybe with a bit of DPP, he can move on Hunter after he gets the eye test on RC. Yeah, one of those cheap rookies. Uh, This one from Mark. Can Statesman compare Aaron Hall versus Zeebul? Had a juicy role with good scores outside of his injury concussion. He's a guy I don't mind at all. He's in the 500Ks, but it's super, super risky. Um, Zebu's looking like a top sixer at the moment in forward or defence. And I'm guessing you're going to say Hall is not that until we get to see a bit more of him. I really like Hall as a pod on the pod pod. Yeah, he's a pod pod and pod. And what I would suggest, he's a pod pod pod. Um, what I would suggest, because he had a 35, I'm pretty sure, is where he got the concussion two weeks ago. The actually, you've got a week where you can actually have a look. Um, he's really a worthwhile pod because we know there's always an injury risk with Aaron Hall. But if he's back in, plays a similar role, he can smash some games and interesting enough that the game where he played the full hog in that defence, Zeebel only scored an 89. Yeah, wow. It's interesting. And I was going to say, I reckon I reckon Hall's, you know, when, the way he was looking in that game before the injury, he was looking about like an 80% version of what Zebel was doing. And I just did the math, Stato. Eighty percent of one seventy, still one thirty six. So, yeah, there you go. There <laughs> um, you go. This one from Tom DT. It's another potential stamp one because he's just gone the pure trade. Dunkley and Lockie Neal for Gorn and Sidebottom. You poor bloke. Yeah, that's rough. By the way, what are, what are your general that. thoughts on Sidebottom? Because I don't think we've touched on him too much. Um, his CBAs went up this week on the CBAs, doing the CBA article this week. He was one of the biggest jumpers there, getting inside midfield time rather than playing out of the wing. But he always does do – well, he's had a traditional scoring history against Essen and it's a pretty weak opposition. Do you see him as a top six forward for sure? Or is that, you know, maybe just a bit of fool's gold with Sidey? You know, to, to be that big scorer, like a 105 guy again? He's dropped 115k. It's all about Jordan Degoe. If Jordan Degoe gets put up forward with Darcy Moore so they can start putting some scores on the board and Sidey go into that inside and outside role, it's uh, it's boomtown for Sidey. Um, he's turned around his drop in cash. He's only at 726. That's an absolute bargain. They're really two good pickups. I, I feel sorry for Tom because Dunkley and Neil, that's very unlucky. So you end up sideways trading two positions and it's tough because you, your team doesn't go forward, unfortunately. You're just stagnant, so you sort of damage control. But you've got to stamp it. They're two really good selections. It's a stamp. So he's getting, yeah, he's getting, he's getting a value forward and he's getting obviously the other premium ruck. So he's got two top in their positions. So that's tick. It's just sad he's losing two tops of other positions. Uh, Sam Hill with Dunkley out and uncertainty around Flynn. Another question here, I think, to do with uh, Dunkley to Gorn. Is this week to send Dunks to Gorn? Um, ops to divert that amount of cash. Is that opposite? To divert that amount of cash, limit shots at max and could still have Flynn on bench to milk cash 
longer term. Downside is Rook City in the forward line. Um, sorry, I probably butchered that a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I'm i a bit the same with Rook City in the forward yeah, line. Yeah, me too. Um, so the uncertainty with Flynn, uh, at the end of the day, wait till selection. Uh, if if Flynn's out, go to Gorn. Great idea. Um, but maybe it's the dunks to someone uh, and then Flynn to Gorn. Now, that way, depending on how much you had in the bank, you may get someone that could um, be better than a rook. So you may be able to have enough money to get a hind. Right. So if he had 150 coin in the bank, he could actually go down to hind from dunks, make 300k, and then get Flynn up to Gorn. All right, there's another option for you there, Sam. Uh, Lockie Maux, is Seb Ross a good underpriced pick at 576000 back into the midfield last week and showed ceiling? I did have him. He was another one on the uh, Centabouts attendance tracker. He went way up this week, but he has been a bit up and down. He, he has been attending some Centabouncers across the year. I couldn't touch Seb Ross in classic. I'd be very happy having him in draft. But, I mean, if you yeah. see another 110 next week, he's still not going to be out of um, – out of price range for you. He'll still be low 600s. I need to see another week for me for Seb Ross. What about you? I haven't looked at the trends, to be honest. So I haven't looked at the midfield of St Kilda closely, and it's basically because I haven't got a lot of interest in it. So I don't know whether his change of role has uh, come. Who did not Who did the Achilles? Yeah, that was Gresham, and he, he was having a bulk bulk time in the midfield but I think it's also been I mean Brad Crouch yeah. dropped his centre bounces in this one uh, I didn't see this game I don't know if he was a bit under underwhelming or under um, performing or under injured sorry under an injury cloud but he had a low time on ground didn't attend much centre bounces Zach Jones they seem happy just putting him in a few times a game um, and it was just basically Seb Ross was the big attendee alongside Jack Steele in this one they got they got belted again but seems to be Saints uh, Saints regular game plan to get uh, belted these days. So we have seen Seb Ross yeah, go over 105 before, so 105. But Yeah, it's not working, so therefore they need to do something different and I don't know how that changes the mix. So it's risky. It, it's a risk-reward pick at that price. Could pay off. He's a, he's a point of difference. I think you still can get one more look at him and he'll only be low 600K. Uh, I doubt that's going to pay off for you. We haven't seen enough from Seb Ross week to week uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, Jordan Hollett, Lockie Jones to Callum Mills or Matt Flynn to Max Gorn. Two rookies up, but which one do you like better there? Lockie Jones to Callum Mills or Matt Flynn to Max Gorn? It's simple. It depends if Flynn selected. That's what I'll go with. If Flynn's selected, I'll go to Callum Mills. If uh, he's not selected, I'll go to Max Gorn. Joe Blogg, Dunkley to Sidebottom or Jake Lloyd, and Goulden to Josh Dacos or Zach Bailey. I don't like either of those forward options. I have kept an eye on Josh Dacos. I'm not going to lie. I've been a big fan of him in the past. His centre bounces went up. So many Collingwood guys uh, changed their centre bounce rotation this week. It was a strange week. Obviously, no Jordan to go. They mixed the mix up there. But... Josh Dacos and Zach Bailey. I don't really like either of those options in Fantasy Classic at the moment. Um, you, Stato? Can I throw Joe? Can I throw Joe an option? Go ahead. If he's looking to bring in a defender, um, so he's talked about possibly Jake Lloyd for Dunkley. 
why not go Dan Houston, who's only 666k, and the reason why he's a little bit cheaper is he had that 32. Yeah. That one score where he was injured a bit, but he's actually averaging over a ton for the rest of the games. Yeah, he looks so like a great option. take the 32 out over five games. So 666k, that saves you a little bit more money and may help you scrape up to a nat five. So imagine if you get Dan Houston and nat five for Dunkley and Goulden. Not bad. Yeah, and so the, your, po- your point on that, in round five, he had 25% time on ground. So played a quarter for his 32. Um, and in the rest of the games, he's gone 103 out of his six games. So, um, And that's three out of five you if go. you don't include... Um, his injury-affected one, so yeah. There's a little gem for everyone. 666K, 100 averaging player. All right. Uh, James, Dunkley and Neil to Trelaw and Zorko slash Sidebottom to save about 100K in lieu of a rookie downgrade this week. So what has he got? Let's go through this one again. So Dunkley and Neil to Trelaw and Zorko or Sidebottom is is his go. Sidey's uh, better value, but I'll be interested to see what happens to Zorko. Yeah, with the to Brisbane Lockie Neal down. To be honest, he's he had a, he's been having a fair fair bit of centre bounce love, regardless. Um, Zorko, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that one as well. I, I don't know how much is that's going to affect Zorko. I think they're going to look for other people to. Um, to get, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. We, we have to get a weak sample, but he's he's not going to let you down regardless, Zorko. He's going to score if he gets him or not. No. So it's, I'm not against Zorko. I'm just saying uh, I don't know if he's going to get that huge bump that people think. Um, I, I have to check his price, but I, I think Sidey's about 60K cheaper than him. I'll have a quick look for him. Well, maybe that's what he's saying. Um, he wants the – does he get the extra 100K? Oh, no, no. Sorry, my apologies. They're actually around the same price. So – it depends on who you like and what your buy structure is. So Zorko's around thirteen, Sidey's around fourteen. I think um, he's generally just. Two, I think he's more asking, is that a good trade? Just Dunkley and Neil to Trelaw and one of Zorko or Sidebottom, and, and he gets a hundred k. Oh yeah, it's great yeah. trade. Um, it, it, again, you're losing two really good players. It's it's upsetting, but you you're looking like you're bringing two really good players in. Now we've got to bang through the rest here, Stacey. We're going to have a, such a huge podcast here, I think, for our debut. Um, <laughs> but uh, we will we will answer these the best of our ability as we go. Um, this next one is from RG, and this is Dunkley to Hunter and Campbell slash Goulden to Zorko. So that's Dunkley to Lockie Hunter. Hunter, I love that. I I know he's got a high break even, but I love that pick. Uh, I'm going to watch it one week, but I love it. Um, And if he does either one of Campbell or Goulden to Zorko, depending on uh, I love that too. That's a stamp. That's a stamp. Well, it all depends who's selected, mate, to be honest. Oh, of course. Red dots over green dots. It's a stamp. All right. It's a great trade. Rowing the boat. Oh, this is for me. Dunkley and Campbell to Bolton and Shawnee Darcy, the top six forward. Mm. Shawnee Darcy. Um, There he is. Yeah, don't mind. That's a, that's a, gee, that's a double pod point of difference. That's a double, um, double pod, pod, pod. That's a pod, 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 pod. That's a double, double there. Um, Oh, gee, it's double risk though. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I could. Stato, you, would you stamp that? 
as or would that be uh, <coughs> my version of a stamp, <laughs> a loose stamp? That's why he's asked you the question. So you need to answer this. It's one. it's a stamp, but it's like you're putting it on the envelope, and it's got no saliva on there, and it's probably just going to fall off straight away. The stamps, it's a very loosely put stamp on that envelope. I think. Can I say what this actually is? This is a round 23. I'm jumping from fifth place to first place, and wow, it's paid off. Uh, I remember Jeremy Cameron smashing it for someone. Might have been last year or the, or the year before last, but, yeah, that's what those type of moves are. Could pay off. I genuinely think, uh, don't I think Darcy's the safer, pick, uh, the safer pick there um, over Shea Injury Bolton. safer pick? Yeah, uh, to be honest, rowing the boat though, I don't like going the double risk there. I think I think you back one in and maybe maybe go a bit safer with the other one because you don't want to have to yeah. fix up two if one fails. That would be my Very that would cool. be my suggestion. Uh, Timothy J, can I still get one for wanting to bring in Houston? Thanks for reading it out on Monday. So he wants to. Oh, he just wants the stamp. I think for wanting to bring in Houston. Oh, a huge massive stamp, stamp Timothy. Um, yep, 666, yep. number of the beast, done. <laughs> James Pope, Dunkley and Clark to Fife or Hunter and coming or side bottom. Oh, here we go. Hang on. This is a tough one. Dunkley and Clark, that's Geordie Clark, to Fife or Hunter and coming or side bottom and Frederick slash Farrar. Farrar. That's very confusing. Oh, so, yeah, okay. So, oh, I've, I've, got, I've got this I've got one. I've um, yeah. So, one of the rookies, which is uh, Frederick or Farah. I'm thinking it's Farah. Um, so, you're talking a 200K versus a 300K and then bring in five Hunter, coming or side bottom. I wouldn't bring in coming now. I like side bottom. I like Hunter and I like Fife. Geez, they're all good. Uh, I would go, there's two round 14s and a round 13. I'll go buy structure is the dividing factor here because I think they're all great and they're all three of them potential top six forwards. And, oh, God. I'd probably go like a five. Oh, I see, I see. No, they're going five hunter and coming or side bottom Frederick or, or sorry, I'll go sidey and Farah. All right, Crafty McBeerface, sick of the Mummy Flynn saga, so looking to use Dunkley's injury to do the following trades. Dunkley to Dev Rob and Tracy to Grundy. This gets me the Gorn Grundy yep. combo with Flynn to generate cash on the bench. Stato, what's that? It's very close to my trade this week, so I have to stamp that. Yeah, that's almost what I'm doing as well. I, I, I'm st- the, and the reason why I've talked about it, the only thing I'm thinking about is I actually should I keep Tracy because he's so cheap and possibly could make money later on. Almost. And actually yeah. just sell Flynn. All he needs to do is um, the Cozzy, the Cozzy five goal one game and then suddenly you're generating cash. I hate that. I dumped Cozzy so long ago. Um, so what Flynn does, if, if you sell Flynn, you actually have cash ready to do a major upgrade the following week. Yeah. So one down, one up to a big dog. No, we love that trade. That's a stamp. Uh, this one from Peter O'Keefe. What does Statesman prefer? Lockie Neal and Flynn to Grundy and Farah, or Lockie Neal and Goulden to Sarong and Brad Crouch slash Noah Anderson? I can I know I can get in Stato's head for this one. And he already has Max Gorn if that helps, but I can get into Stato's head for this one. And it's easily 
easily Grundy and Farah. Am I correct in saying that? Well, you listen, Doss. Well done, mate. Cha-ching. Yeah, you, uh, especially uh, Brad Crouch, uh, Peter O'Keefe, um, Poc, my boy Poc. Um, Brad Crouch was <laughs> trash this week. Like, he, he, oh, if you're going to go any one of those two, it's Norrie Anderson, but you're totally going Grundy, who's at, um, you know, the best, if not the second best. And captain choice this and week. And Farrah, who's up against Collingwood, going to generate the cash. That's two point of differences, but two risks. Um, and you don't want to have to fix them up. Tom Bond, Dunkley and Neil to Jack McRae and Sidebottom. Poor people. Yes, tick. Stamp, though? Stamp. Perfect. Jared Trainer. What is your view on double downgrades? Farrah and Robertson are must-have cash generators with role and security. Get them both this week and then cash in fat and cows next week with the big bank? We haven't kind of heard people go on the double down. I guess that's maybe a lot of people are... Um, struggling with injuries, even if you've got those injuries like a Dunkley or something, Statesman, you don't like having a heap of cash in the back, uh, cash in your bank. But those two, could these two rookies um, warrant that? Given they both have negative break evens, they're in that three hundred k bracket, which sometimes we don't like paying for. But their job security does look banger, and they're both probably going to score pretty well for at least the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a really interesting question. Um, I like having coin in the bank, but there is a limit to how much coin you should have. Yes. So uh, the preferred model is always one up, one down. And, and understanding that when you've got a major uh, situation like you have with a, a Dunkley, um, I feel you've got to take an option to try and get one big one back in but what you can do is look for the value. So if you're struggling for a round 13 defender, go Heppel at 568 and the other one go down to one of those guys. So you haven't stepped back the level of your team too far, but you've still got coin to make a move next week. I understand the point. Um, I would generally do two sideways moves when they're people you can't ignore from failed or red dot rookies. Matt, 27, Dunkley to Zeeble over Trelaw and Rowe or Brockman to Farah. So that's his two trades there. He's going Dunkley to Zeeble and he wants to just make um, make Zeeble. point of the fact he's doing it over Trelaw. Um, and Rowe, Brockman to Farah. Do you like that? So Dunkley, Zeeble, Brockman or Rowe to Farah. I would prefer Trelaw longer term. Um, it's just all the risk factors. Uh, so we're talking body, role, stuff with that with Zebu. I understand why people are excited. They're 140, 170. I just ain't going there. Doesn't myself. sound like many people are. I reckon that's our one of our only Zebu uh, mentions in the comments here. Mm. Interesting. Uh, this one from Adam. For top 1,000 players, good on your ads, doing all right. Um, do you replace right. red dots at all costs? even if it's double down, or B, so that was A, or B, do you go one up, one down, e.g. Campbell and Hunter into Duncan and RCD? Oh, nice pod, Duncan. Eh? Oh, yeah. There's a pod for the pod pod. Bloody love Mitch Duncan. Uh, it, it, can I say it depends on the level, the level you actually have of red dots. 
Um, so if you're in Warney's situation where he said he only had 22 players and eight red dots, you do the double down, otherwise you're finding yourself with donuts and you're out of the top thousand quick smart. If you've only got three, then I'd go one red dot to a green dot rookie and uh, then move up and get a better player on your field. All right, I like those answers. Uh, now, we're going to get to our Facebook questions. So, that was all of our Twitter questions. Thanks very much for sending those in at PodPodAFL. We've only got a couple more questions to go before we wrap it up. Um, this one from Hef. His trades are Dunkley to Fife and Campbell to Trelaw, leaving him with $200,000 to play with next week. Is that a Stato stamp? Dunkley to Fife, Campbell to Trelaw. Absolutely, stamp. So, hold on. Who was that? Oh, that was Hef. He's doing a ride again, Hef, in the Fantasy Classic. It's really – it's not great vibes. What, what's what's he doing in our territory? I know. What's going I know. on there? He needs to step back. Step back off the territory of uh, of the pod pod. You stick to those keeper leagues. Hef, very impressive. Uh, well planned, well organised. Bit sad with dunks, but two really good moves. Uh, this one from – the final one from AJS Hawker. Currently going Dunkley to Gorn and – Dusty Martin to side bottom. So I reckon that's a very popular trade in this group, and I think that's got a stamp multiple times. It has got a stamp. It's sad that you've got to move two primos on, but it's good moves. We like those moves. Uh, and Statesman, just quickly before we wrap it up, we might as well, we've been here long enough, we, we can maybe say our trade plans for the week. I think you've mentioned it a couple of times, but do you want to just reiterate what you're thinking about doing this week? Yeah, so most likely that I'll go Dunkley down a Dev Robbo. Um, I debated the Farrah, but I'm just getting the, the structure right for, for buys, just starting that. And I'll most likely go to Grundy. Um, I'll have a debate in my head if Flynn is named, so whether I take the extra week, but it means I miss out on the best captain option. And then I'll have to look and see what I do in, in further upgrades. So... Um, I might get to the point where I'll just go, stuff you, Flynn. I want the, the big dog, so I'll worry about things elsewhere and still have 200K to help do a nice big upgrade, which I'll have to – my priority will be forward line. The, the only other thing I've thought about, and it's wrecking my brain, I'm going to wait till I see what the team looks like, is whether this Daniel role change is real and he's ne- not going to be a premium. But I, I, I honestly think – that I need to give it the Richmond game. We give it one more. Statesman, you know what it reminds me of? And it's so ironic that I chose this guy over starting Doherty this year for this factor. Remember last year we held Doherty and he was getting 50s for about six weeks? This feels like this is going to happen for the next month. But I'm also giving him the benefit of the doubt against Richmond, plus I've got plenty of other issues to deal with. But, yeah, Caleb Daniel, that's been such a bad pick, especially he was the exact same price as Sam Doherty at the start of the year, and I backed in the little fella just to to come good. It it hasn't paid off. Uh, My trade at the moment, I'm definitely looking to bring in Grundy as well. I started with the double rookie rucks. I'm looking at now having the set and forget Gorn and Grundy by this week. And that's via Lockie Neal, who I brought in last week for the one-week wonder. Um, the more and more I look at it, though, gee, I'm, I'm happy he fought through. He he must have – that would have been so painful what he did. So, um, to get an 83, thank you so much, Lockie Neal, for fighting through that. Um, Absolutely. Sort of putting him straight back out, though, bringing in Grundy and either trading Paul Hunter to a 170K rookie, which would be RCD, Collier Dawkins. Yep. Um, but I'm leaning towards the job security that a few people have been talking about, and I'm probably going to get rid of Flynn, Green Dot, or Red Dot, 
um, just to get that job security of a Farah or a Dev Rob. And I'm going to be tossing, turning. It's probably going to be a deadline decision of who I go there because uh, I really like, I really prefer Dev Rob, but my brain is saying go Pies, um, defenders against Pies and go Farah and the upside yeah. there. Just, just wish I didn't bring Finn McRae in last week and have Dev Rob, so I could just worry about you know the cushy little one is bringing Farah for a, you know a bit of a point boost. Yeah, would be nice. Uh, hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the Pod Pod Plus, head to keeperleaguepod.com.au slash Pod Pod Plus, um, or hit the premium resources tab from the main menu on Keeper League Pod and you can hit bonus episodes and go to Pod Pod Plus. This will cost you five bucks a month for, um, yeah, one weekly bonus episode with Statesman and I just mainly just answering questions like this. Uh, you'll be on the private Facebook group for podcast questions so we can get to yours first and foremost. Um, we'll probably just answer some Twitter questions as well that that a few people can get in, uh, especially if we've only got a few members to start with Statesman. We'll see how it goes, but uh, we'll also read your name out on the main pod pod um so yeah we appreciate everyone that uh signs up if you don't that's all good as well and we'll, we'll the monday pods staying the same that's gonna be free to access for everyone and this is just for a bit of extra content if you do enjoy the show to jump on board and statesman thanks very much for the first episode of pod pod plus what have you got to say for for people that join up to be on the pod squad Enjoy, get your questions in, and we're happy to take any question. And no matter how challenging it is, or whether you want to talk game theory, or whether you want to talk data, um, we'll give you what you want. So this is your show. Thanks very much, everyone, and uh, we'll see you on Monday for the main pod pod.